is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for Midweek with Manish. Manish Mehta covering the Jets for the New York Daily News. So, Manish, the trade deadline has come and gone. Not a ton of activity on the Jets' side of things. We saw Jordan Willis move last week. We saw Steve McClendon moved in that time period. Avery Williamson was moved within the last couple of days. But there were other names that were talked about that didn't end up getting moved. The two that I saw you report on specifically were Jordan Jenkins and Christopher Herndon. What happened with those two guys and what else went down around the trade deadline? Did they come close to trading anybody else? Well, come close is interesting because when you talk to people around the league, it's... uh... You know, there's a there's a lot of talk, uh, you know, uh, among teams, and uh, the the two players uh, that I had reported on the day of the trade deadline was Chris Herndon. Uh, the Jets were shopping him, regardless of what Joe Douglas wants to say after the fact. The reality is that there are a handful of teams that uh, at, that I, at least that I am aware of that the Jets uh, reached out to, had discussions with. Uh, they couldn't get the price they wanted. Uh, George Jenkins was an interesting one because I think over the past week or so. Uh, the Jets have been in trade discussions uh, involving him. They had a fairly high price tag, from my understanding. Uh, so when that happens, you always have to wonder, you know, how willing are they actually uh, 
do they really want to move the guy, or are they just going to be content with uh, letting him walk in free agency and then potentially getting a 2022 compensatory pick? Uh, do they want to bring a guy back, uh, you know, on a team-friendly deal or like uh, you know, relatively low deal uh, in terms of an extension? I think all those things were in play for Jordan Jenkins, but uh, that the disparity in what the Jets were looking for, specifically for Jenkins and what other teams were willing to give up, was. Uh, fairly, you know, fairly large. So I don't know exactly how close something actually was, because uh, you know the compensation that I was told was something that's not really uh, realistic. And, and and because of that, Jordan Jenkins is here. Uh, Herndon is an interesting one because look, he has not played well this year. I don't have to tell Jet fans that they know that. Last year was a complete wash. He didn't play at all except for what 15, 16 snaps, and he was promising in his rookie year. So there's two schools of thought. You know, is he a guy that you can potentially you know look look at next year when there's new coaching staff and and maybe he can build off of what he did uh, in 2018 or is he closer to the player that we've seen uh, over the the past eight weeks uh, you know it's hard it's hard to, to know uh, ultimately you, you know you're still paying him on his rookie contract in 2021 so I don't see a downside in bringing him back seeing what the new coaching staff can do but uh but he was the guy that the Jets were open to moving uh, clearly from the information I had, uh, again, regardless of what Joe Douglas might say publicly after the fact. Manish reminds me a little bit of the movie Little Big League, where there's a pitcher who doesn't want to play for the new 12-year-old manager. And so what he does is he decides he's going to tank. He's heading into free agency, and he doesn't want to play for this kid, so he's going to force a trade. And so the kid sits down and says, what's going on? And he talks about how it's an embarrassment to have to play for a 12-year-old kid. And he said, yeah, that (laughs) might be true. But thing is, you should probably ask yourself what the going rate is on the free agent market for an absent-minded pitcher who can't get anybody out. And then all of a sudden, this guy magically decided he wanted to pitch well. And so he ended up pitching well. I bring this up to say that Chris Herndon is funny because I wonder what the going rate was for a tight end who can't catch a pass and can't stop fumbling. I got to imagine that there weren't many offers that would have been tempting unless they were just looking to dump him, period, no matter what they were able to get. If I were to bet, Manish, I would say that the best offer they got was probably some sort of late-round pick. Wish I could have made that bet over at my bookie, but I can bet on the full slate of games for the NFL and college football this Saturday and Sunday. I can make my favorite sports and events into a payday with my bookie, and you can too. All you've got to do is sign up at my bookie. When you do, use the promo code OVERTIME, and you claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to 1000 bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. You want to bet on the Jets and the Patriots? Go for it. Want to bet on any of the other games? You can do that too. Want to bet on some of the props? Feel free. Want to bet on MMA or boxing? You can do that as well. It's all at my bookie. Promo code OVERTIME, and you will get yourself a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to 1000 bucks. Manish, the trade deadline is over, but Joe Douglas afterwards addressed the media. You've got all the quotes. What did Joe Douglas have to say? Well, I thought the headliner was uh, his backing of Adam Gase and Sam Darnold. Adam Gase obviously is the headliner because uh, many people are wondering, uh, in- including you and me, why Adam Gase is still the head coach of the Jets uh, at the uh, at the midway point of the season, 0-8, their offense uh, circling the drain in virtually every uh, category, uh, really a lifeless team, a team that hasn't scored a touchdown in six and a half quarters, 
team that's only scored one touchdown in the last 36 possessions, uh, a team going backwards, frankly. So, you know, the questions obviously were posed to Joe Douglas, and Joe Douglas doubled down. Now, he did not take that extra step that Christopher Johnson took earlier in the season when he dubbed Adam Gase a brilliant offensive mind and the fans, you know, don't see what he's seeing. Uh, Gase didn't, uh, sorry, uh, Joe Douglas did not go that far. However, he did claim that he wants Gase to stick around. He explicitly said that Adam Gase was a part of the solution, and he said that the quote-unquote hope was that we fix these problems together and be here together for a while. Uh, you know, I read that and, and hear that and interpret that to mean uh, not just the final eight games. For a while means uh, beyond 2020. And when you are asked explicitly, do you think he's part of the solution, and you say yes, uh, that means beyond 2020. I thought that was a strategic error on Joe Douglas's part. I know he's in a precarious position. Uh, he's not going to throw the head coach under the bus. But there is a, a more adept way of making it clear that the coach is not doing a good enough job while not throwing him under the bus. You don't have to back yourself into a corner because ultimately, Scott, you know what's going to happen. Uh, let's just say for argument's sake, at the very latest, Adam Gase gets fired on Black Monday in a couple months. Well, the words that Joe Douglas used today are going to be thrown back at him, and that's unnecessary. I think that's easily avoidable with preparation. I don't think that you need to go as far as Joe Douglas went by saying that he wants to to solve these problems with Gates beyond this year and that he hopes to do that. I mean, that to me is a clear indication that you're in his corner when I think the reality is that you know, most Jet fans would have to believe that Joe Douglas is smart enough to know that there is going to be a head coaching change. And one other thing, it is absolutely disingenuous to say that simply because Adam Gase doesn't report to Joe Douglas, and simply because it's not in Joe Douglas's contract to have the authority to fire Adam Gase, that he is not going to have significant say. He obviously is going to have significant say, and if and when Woody Johnson does come back to fi fix the mistakes that his younger brother made, he is going to get input from, Adam, from Joe Douglas. And if Joe Douglas says, which I suspect he will, that it would be in the best interest of the franchise, to go in a different direction at head coach, Woody Johnson's going to listen. <laughs> He's going to listen to the general manager, regardless of what's in Joe Douglas's contract in terms of who reports to who. That's ridiculous. And to assume that Joe Douglas isn't going to have uh, a massive say in what happens to Adam Gase is, it's, uh, again, it's, just, it's, it's not reality. It's not based in any kind of reality. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Misha, I'm going to counter what you just said with this. Who cares? None of this means anything. It's all nonsense. It's all GM speak. 
And if you read between the lines, and we've seen this many times already, you brought up the instance of Joe Douglas saying that the quote-unquote plan was to make Jamal Adams a jet for life. He was very careful with his words. He didn't say, I guarantee we're going to make Jamal Adams a jet for life, or we're definitely going to make Jamal Adams a jet for life. He said the plan was to make Jamal Adams a jet for life. Here's the quote, as you just said. Ultimately, I have to do a better job for all these coaches and players And the hope is we fix these problems together and be here together for a while. The hope is that they do that. That doesn't mean that he's planning for the long term that Gase is going to be here beyond 2020. Also, on top of that, for a while could mean anything. It could mean the next two months and that he's not going to fire Gase until the end of the season. So I don't really put any stock into that. And the Sam Darrell quote was another one that a lot of people were talking about When he said, look, we're trying to get through the next eight games. I mean, again, my feeling on Sam hasn't changed. We have to do a better job of surrounding him with talent. He's our QB of the future. That could very well mean that he's saying that Darnold is the QB of the future eight games of the 2020 season. That doesn't lock him into anything either. So he's being very careful with his words here. He's not locking himself into anything. And he's doing his best not to say anything that throws people under the bus right now because... As you said, that's not something that he should do, even if he were to use different words to convey what he's saying. So I don't really think that this matters at all. Bill Belichick just said in a press conference that the Jets are better this year than last year. So anybody that (laughs) reads anything into what these guys say at press conferences, to me, you get what you deserve. I I look at it this way. Uh, Just, you know, my DNA is you, you hold these people... Uh, in decision-making positions, uh, accountable for their actions and and, and their deeds and their and, you know and their words, I should say. So actions and words. You know, some people might pick one: actions or words. And and you're right, general managers, head coaches. There's a, I mean, that's why the term coach speak was even invented, right? I mean, you got to take some of that stuff with a grain of salt. So if you're not going to take what these guys say, uh, you know to the exact, you know, wording of what they're saying, you know, I'm not even phrasing it in the right way, but if you're going to take all that stuff with a grain of salt, okay, that, you know, that's, that's your prerogative. That's someone's prerogative. I totally get that. But then you ultimately have to hold them responsible uh, for their actions. And by that, from a general manager's perspective, I mean, who are the players that they brought in? How are the players performing? What's the end product? What's the end result? Uh, So it's got to be one or the other. I I don't think you can give this guy a, a free pass in both his words and his actions. One, perhaps, but both. I, at that point, you give the guy. A, you might as well give the guy a lifetime contract. Let him do whatever he wants. At some point, you do have to hold these guys accountable in some respect. Now, what I will say, I didn't really have a big issue on what he said about Sam Darnold at all. Now, initially, it might seem like he was kind of waffling by saying, uh, you know, by not definitively committing to Darnold in 2021 but then later on he said he's a quarterback for the future you know i think you and i are probably saying the exact same thing he's a quarterback of the future but that's subject to change because Mm -hmm. if they do have one of the first two picks uh trevor lawrence or even justin fields uh, you know one of those guys it could be the jet quarterback regardless of what uh, joe douglas says right now so i didn't take I really didn't take much issue with what he said about Darnold. Uh, you know, I, I just think with, with the head coach, because of the way the season has unfolded and because of the, just the historic nature of these losses and where they are 
not only in franchise history, but in NFL history, perhaps being an 0-16 team, I just thought there was a, a more depth way, a more strategic way that he could have handled the press conference. Ultimately, look, Scott, you're right. Ultimately, none of this matters, right? I mean, all that matters is, are you going to win football games? Are you going to get the guys uh, in the building to help you win football games? I think a big part of that is who your head coach is. And I, I said this you know, for quite some time now, based on what has happened over these past two seasons, I don't believe the Jets can ever get to where they want to go with this head coach. I think there needs to be a change for the betterment of the franchise, and clearly for the betterment of uh, Joe Douglas's future. But just as a whole, you're never going to be a consistent winner. You're never going to be a playoff team consistently, and you're surely never going to win a Super Bowl with Adam Gase as your head coach. No question about it, but I don't think he was locking himself into keeping Gase beyond this year, so I'm not really worried about it. Now, if they announce at the end of the season that they're retaining Gase for 2021, different story. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. The Robbie Anderson part of this was interesting. I'm going to let you dredge up the exact quote. But I thought in some respects it was refreshing that he at least admitted his mistake. You don't hear that a lot from these general managers. Now, you could go one of two ways because you hear this a lot with politicians. People say, I wish this politician would just admit that he made a mistake on X issue. And then if the politician comes out and admits they made a mistake, people call him weak and say, this just proves that he's incompetent. So you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't here. But I do like the fact that Douglas took accountability for the mistake that was ultimately on him of letting Robbie Anderson go. Yeah, and he, it was not only Robbie Anderson. He did talk about not giving Darnold quality protection and playmakers. Remember, that had been the, the primary objective uh, all offseason to improve the offensive line and to get adequate weaponry. And obviously Robbie Anderson falls into the weaponry uh, portion of that uh, failing. And he said, look, he and his team, his, you know, his, uh, his contract negotiators, negotiators, they miscalculated uh, Robbie Anderson's market value. And, you know, there's two ways to look at it. One is, hey, it's refreshing for a guy to take accountability. Uh, and the other way to look at it is this isn't, uh, arena football. You know, this isn't, uh, with all due respect to the CFL, this isn't uh, football in Canada. This is the big boys. You know, this is the NFL, and you don't have that many things to do uh, in free agency. This past off season for the Jets, it was very focused, and, and Joe Douglas said this many times, over and over. Uh, protection playmakers, protection playmakers. That was the clear focus that he had going into his first full off season, and to miscalculate something so relatively important for the franchise is a big swing and miss. Now, you can't go back in time, right? So there's nothing that can be done. So there's two ways to look at it. You know, give the man credit for taking ownership. And the other way of looking at it is that, well, how could you miss that badly on that? Uh, so look, I, I do give him credit for taking his fair share of the blame of this entire mess. I also think that it would really be ludicrous if he came out and spoke uh, about an 0-8 team and didn't take some of the blame. <laughs> I mean, that would be uh, mind-blowing. So I, I almost think that he had to do it, but the bottom line is that he did it. He should certainly uh, you know, get credit for that. I thought that was a necessary first step to potentially getting this team back on track, but there's so many more steps that have to occur before this team is relevant again. So... You know, it's it's a nice story on election night. You know, he takes some uh, accountability, 
for some of his mistakes. But uh, ultimately, we're not going to know for five, six months when free agency begins whether he's actually going to improve because the the guys he brought in free agency stunk. It's just you know it's a it's a harsh way of looking at it, but that's just the reality. And I know that throughout the you know the last eight weeks or so, Scott, you know we've talked about different players here and there who have been brought in, whether it was uh, the terrible interior offensive line. Uh, you know, you and I've uh, debated the uh, the merits of George Fant. Obviously, Pierre Desir is a disappointment. Uh, all of these guys that were brought in free agency, uh, for the most part, so I shouldn't say all, but many of these guys, most of these guys, have underperformed. So we're really not going to know what any of this stuff means until the next free agency. And and we find out who Joe Douglas actually brings in, and then obviously uh, his second draft as well. So, uh, you know, press conferences have value because you should be accountable and you shouldn't hide uh and they're not mandatory. I mean, I think that is important. Uh, it's not mandatory that the general manager of every NFL team speak during the season. I think, by and large, uh, the GMs do. But uh, I don't know how the Giants, for example, are going to handle it. But I know in the past uh, there's been at least one or two years where Dave Gettleman hasn't spoken until after the season. So uh, he's not required uh, to speak to the media. And it, when I say speak to the media, I should be saying speak to the fans because he's really uh, holding himself accountable publicly. So uh, he does get some credit for that, but you know, ultimately his decisions, personnel decisions, uh, and then his head coaching decision are going to determine you know, what kind of general manager, what kind of success he's going to have. This was his first off season, so it's really year one. We're going to find out a lot more, as you said, with free agency and the draft coming up because Douglas has a war chest of cash to spend and he's got a ton of draft picks. So if he can successfully use those and if down the stretch of this season, some of the guys he picked in the draft start to pay dividends, we've already seen Mekhi Becton play very well. Denzel Mims looks pretty good since he's returned from injury. Your boy Braden Mann has been a pretty good punter. So as we start to see some of these guys enter the lineup and get more playing time, we'll get a better picture of what this is going to look like for 2021. And like you said, Manish, really the way to judge this isn't today. The way to judge this is a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. So this press conference really doesn't mean anything. It's just words. Actions is what we're going to have to judge him on. And when it comes down to it, we've got a long way to go in that department. Some of the guys that he brought in, I thought, for the minimal investment that he made, have been okay. We talked about George Fant. He's been up and down, but I think he's been about an average-ish tackle overall. That's not too bad for what they gave him. Greg Van Roten started off terribly, but the last couple of weeks, he's been pretty solid, particularly in pass protection. The big problem has been that the offensive line hasn't all played well together. Each guy has had his moments but for the most part it's been different culprits each week Connor McGovern obviously been a big disappointment so far we'll see how that plays out because he is going to be here next year Alex Lewis has been terrible in pass protection but he's been banged up so we'll have to find out if he sticks around at the end of this season I would imagine at this moment that he won't but this was all the short-term plan build assets get cap space and then 
continue the rebuild next year. So whether or not that's successful is going to determine whether or not Joe Douglas is going to have a future here beyond the initial contract that he signed. Manish Mehta covering the Jets for the New York Daily News. Thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. I thought there were going to be a lot more moves during the trade deadline, so I guess you weren't as busy as you were anticipating, but I'm sure that you've got plenty coming up in the Daily News. I know that you're really psyched for this big Monday night battle between the 0-8 Jets and the 2-5 and Patriots. Yeah, you know, I think the NFL hasn't been particularly lucky with some of the teams and the matchups that they've had in primetime this year. Uh, what I will say about this game is that for the first time in you know 20 years, the Jets and the Patriots sort of stink. So I know that the the Jets are the only winless team in the league, and the Patriots have been competitive uh, for most of the season. But it would not surprise me, and I'm not making this pick just yet, but. It would not surprise me if the Jets won on Monday night. And I think that is as much of an indictment on how poor the Patriots have been on both sides of the ball. You know, one of the most interesting things that I, I've noticed over the last couple of weeks is just how bad Bill Belichick's run defense has been. And it's not as if the Jets are a good run offense. I think they're you know, in the bottom third or so in the league. But the Patriots have given up seven rushing touchdowns the last two weeks to San Francisco, which you would expect, and Buffalo, which was actually one of the worst rushing offenses in the league. I think uh, we're talking about over 380 yards on the ground and seven rushing touchdowns on the ground over the last two weeks. You just don't see that from a Bill Belichick defense. Uh, couple that with the fact that Cam Newton uh, really slowed down after like the first week or two when he was good. He's got some fumbling issues. I'm not saying the Jets are going to win. But I am saying that I would not be surprised if they did because the Patriots really, are, you know, they're, they're not the Patriots that we remember, clearly without Tom Brady. But this is a bad football team. So you got two bad football teams. It's kind of like what I said earlier in the year on that Thursday night game when you had two bad football teams, the Denver Broncos and the, the Jets. It was a very competitive game. Ultimately, the Jets didn't win, but they had an opportunity to win. So I think this game will be very much like that. I'm not saying it's a shootout, but I think that it'll be a nip-and-tuck game and you know, if it's a game going into the fourth quarter, why can't the Jets win? Uh, I also think that's probably predicated on whether Sam Darnold plays and whether he plays is still up in the air because, uh, you know, he aggravated his shoulder injury. We'll find out, you know, if he can practice, how much he can practice, how effective he might actually be. Because if he is, you know, feeling relatively good, I think that the Jets have an opportunity to steal this. Again, I, I, I'm not predicting them to win just yet, but. I just think the Patriots are a really bad football team as well. And when two bad football teams uh, go at it, uh, who's to say what's going to happen? You know, anything, frankly, can happen. Should be a ratings bonanza. By the way, Manish, since you mentioned injuries, anything on Crowder, Perriman, or anybody else? Well, it's early in the week, uh, relatively speaking, because they've got that extra day. And when you're dealing with the soft tissue stuff and the concussion stuff, it sounds like Perryman is going to be able to play He's progressing through the concussion protocol, and with that extra day, I would anticipate that he would be ready to play. Who knows about Crowder? Uh, you know, there was a point last week, mid to late in the week, where it seemed like he would play, and then he just didn't feel well on Friday, and he didn't play. So, 
uh, I, you know, that's to me is not something that can be determined until probably probably the day of the game or maybe the day before the game. Make sure that you're following Manish on Twitter and read his work in the Daily News. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.